0: What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning back in to another episode of Fake News. This is your boy, David Lucas, man. How y'all been, man? Y'all been good? That's what's up, man. Make sure you uh, make sure you check out my website, davidlucascomedy.com to see those tour dates. I will be in Winnipeg uh, the week of Thanksgiving in November. I heard it's going to be cold as hell. I'm going to have to buy me a jacket and whatnot. Uh, I was in Boston this past weekend. Uh, Boston was fun. Boston was pretty fun. Got there Thursday. The, the weather sucked a little bit. It's it's already like fall in Boston. Uh, all y'all got in Boston is white people in lobster rolls. Nah, I'm playing. But look, I had fun at uh, Laugh Boston. Thank y'all for showing up there, man. I appreciate all y'all that came out. It was one night I was actually on stage, and the fire alarm went off in the hotel because Laugh Boston is connected to the, I think that's the West End Hotel where I stayed at fire alarm comes on while i'm on stage and i had to get off stage early and they're like do you want to go back up and i'm like hell though that's awkward as hell like it's done can't go back up after a fire like we we took a 30 minute break i'm not going back up but yeah laugh boston was fun Uh, i actually got to see some family that i had i live in boston the boston area that i haven't seen in a very long time that was pretty cool and then i came back to austin To do my show at the Vulcan, the Sunday night, the big-ass comedy show with David Lucas, where I have a live band. I'll be doing the next one on October the 23rd here in Austin at the Vulcan, the big-ass comedy show. Make sure y'all check that out if you're in Austin. Uh, It's very fun. I bring a live music aspect uh, to stand-up comedy. A lot of people really love it. Uh, The Sunday Fun Day show, you know what I'm saying? I got some members of the band uh, from Kill Tony uh, with a couple other people. Uh, this week, big shout out uh, Chris Ramsey and uh, my boy uh, Wes. Wes, what's Wes? What's the last name? Wes Barker, I think. Uh, they're from Canada. Uh, they're both magicians. They were dope as hell, and they did some magic. They did some magic uh, to the audience, you know. So the the audience got to see you know comedy show, and I'm like, hey man, y'all getting a lot. Y'all came to see comedy. Y'all paid to see comedy, but y'all did not pay to see magic. I know magic shows are expensive. Way more than my little ticket price of twenty five, thirty dollars. Magic shows be eighty to hundred dollars. And these boys did magic. And then people got to see Danny Brown. Danny Brown got on stage in freestyle. So it was a great night, man. You never know who's gonna show up. You know, I got a lot of friends here in Austin. I got a lot of friends in general that are just talented and uh yeah, they always down to support my cause. Uh what comedians that we had? We had uh Hans Kim. Uh, Derek Poston, uh, Jay, uh, Ryan Joseph, who's, you know, very funny, very dark, very funny. I like him a lot. Uh, Adam Lucky, who runs the Filthy Show at the Creek in the Cave. He's funny as hell also. And then uh, Jamie, there's a dude named Jamie. He's, uh, he's like Alex Jones Jr. He, he was pretty funny. And I think that was it. Oh, and poor, my boy Pierre. How can I forget my boy Pierre? He's new to comedy. He looks like Derrick Henry. He's real swole. But he has he has a funny five minutes, man. I say that. Uh, yeah. So, chill Sunday after my show. Then Monday, uh, you know, we did Kill Tony. Uh, it's a special surprise for y'all. I'm not even going to talk about that too much. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm really... I'm really excited for y'all to see what comes out on the next episode of Kill Tony, man. That's all I got to say. It was was wild. It was was a wild show, man. It was a very, very wild show. Uh, I'm so glad I moved to Austin and I'm able to be back on Kill Tony on a regular basis. Uh, It makes me feel good, and I think you guys appreciate it, you know, getting to see me and Tony banter every week and roast each other every week. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i thinking me and Tony putting out, what, seven, eight hours of roasting a year? Because if we roasting, you know what I'm saying? We roasting every week, 10 to 12 minutes. <sighs> I'm going to get a compilation out of some of me and Tony's uh, best roasts coming soon in the next few weeks. Uh, my producer, Brian, he already said he's going to get that out for y'all to enjoy. You can just put it on. it would be like an hour and a half long and, of me and Tony just going back and forth. You can see how many times I can call him gay. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it that's been going on with me. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, I, I'm, I'm starting to really love Austin. When I first moved here, uh, there was a little skepticism. And I mean, I get it. I've been living in L.A. for the past, you know, 10, 11 years. So that was normal to me. I but be- I became an adult in L.A. I, I made a lot of connections with people in L.A. My kids live in L.A. so I, I get why my mind and body still had this attachment to L.A. even my heart and, 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 and even still I'm a hopeful guy. I hope that L.A. can turn around. It's such a great city man. It's such a great city to be ran so shitty man. You cannot have these beta males these soft men running places like that like people like the governor and the mayor that we currently have uh in california and la need to run places that don't have a big population because you're responsible for too many people it's just like a dad you know like a dad might be good with two or three kids but not every man is designed to be a great father for eight or ten children so he has eight or ten kids you might just think he's a shitty dad but he might be perfect to to raise two or three kids. Yeah, so uh, I can't wait till our punk-ass governor is out. Yeah, so my governor is Greg Abbott. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be too concerned about what Gavin Newsom is doing and how he's running California into the ground. Uh, governor Abbott is, you know, he's a person, man. He has, he has made Texas inviting for industry he has made texas inviting for the working class person um who doesn't want to come to texas where you have the opportunity to defend yourself if criminals try you you know the gun laws make it now where if you're like a resident you can conceal carry like i really enjoy that and i I can't believe california isn't doing anything to combat (laughs) the the crime that's going on i posted something on my Instagram the other day where even the police have gotten so soft in in California because they're scared of, you know, the BLM protesters and everybody else who destroys the city that they're allowing criminals to run amok. Like, dude, there was a guy actually punching the police. Punching, fighting with the police. A few years ago, he probably would have been shot. But because they're so scared of their, they're so scared of these idiotic people who think, you know, we should send a, a counselor in to talk to these type of violent criminals. They're so scared of, of of just not being able to support their family that they're not doing anything and let this criminal get the best of them and they didn't taser him for like eight minutes and they're still they're st- I, I guarantee you if the the video's off my Instagram now, but if you saw it it was down in Skid Row and this dude, I, I'm assuming he was under the influence of drugs, uh, was fighting these, I think, three police officers and I guarantee you there's somebody who can watch that video and say, they didn't have to taser him. Well, they hit him with the nightstick and that had no effect to him. That's what happens when you're under the influence of drugs. You have superhuman powers. That's just what happens. Um, But I I don't like this culture that we live in where everybody everybody is, as you know... um, recording but they're not doing anything so it's like you're recording this guy whooped the police's ass and then when the police retaliate you're like don't do him like well come stop him from beating my ass let's let civilians intervene with criminals i can leave as a police officer i can leave y'all call me for a reason i can leave i they could have lost their lives they, the dude could have knocked them out, stole their guns and shot them, man. Like LA is wild. So I don't like when people just record and complain and say, "Oh, why did why they have to shoot him? Why they have to, well, why didn't you go intervene?" Stop calling the cops if you feel like that. Stop calling the cops. Period point blank. Like if you feel, if you feel like there should be some type of counselor to go talk to a criminal, you are mentally ill, and you need you need to go live in Skid Row. Like they're like domestic violence situations. Domestic violence situations are some of the most deadly interactions that cops have. You go into a situation with a domestic violence situation, you, you don't know who is guilty, and you don't know who just got their ass whooped, and you don't know uh, who, who received ass whooping. You don't know, and then a lot of these women. <clears throat> sad to say that, you know, suffer from suffer from domestic violence. They're still in love with the aggressor. So it's like they call the police because, you know, he just black her eye, but they don't want him to get arrested or they don't want the police to deal with him. <clears throat> it's kind of a lose-lose to be a police officer right now. I know how to protect myself. I I buy my guns. I know how to protect myself. I know how to protect my kids. And uh, I just feel like it's going to get to a point where police are going to strike. And then when you have all these, all these, you know, extreme left people who are like, get rid of guns, gun control and stuff of this nature. When the police strike and you just have criminals are not going to give up their guns. L.A. laws are very strict. You are not supposed to ride with a gun loaded in your car. You're not supposed to have certain type of guns. But do criminals listen to rules? If they did, they would not be considered criminals. This is something to think about, uh, extreme leftists. (laughs) So if the police strike and you're so opposed to guns, what will you do when these dudes come knocking at your door or not knocking, kicking down your door? How will you protect yourself? How will you protect your family? And who will you call? The, everybody who voted to defund the police should not be allowed to call the police in any situation. I know there's no way to keep track and no way to, you know, handle that, but it, it should be something like that. If you defund the police, don't don't call them when this man snatched your purse. That's what I think. Uh, speaking of defunding police, uh, my boy uh, Kanye, uh, him and uh Candace Owens, you know, uh they 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 always they always the thing I love about Kanye and Candace Owens and how I am, as a black man, uh challenge the hypocrisy of anything, even if it comes from a black person's mouth, challenge it. Is it wrong to say that? So, uh, as you know, Kanye came out this weekend um, with a White Lives Matter shirt on uh, at his fashion show. Him and uh, the homegirl Candace Owens. So, yeah, Kanye West caused BLM a scam amid White Lives Matter shirt uproar. Um, Not saying that Kanye stole anything from me, but I've been saying this for quite some time. I'm like, Hey guys, it is okay to say that the wool has been pulled over your eyes. Just admit defeat. You were emotional. It was an emotional time in history, emotional time in America and you chose wrong. We, we've all chose wrong in life. We've chose the wrong girl. We've chose the wrong car. We've chose the wrong house, the wrong outfit. So it is okay to say that I made a mistake. I thought BLM actually was on something and come to find out these muck, they, they ain't on shit. It It is perfectly okay to say that. So let's read this article. Uh, Jesus ain't walking back this controversial fashion statement. Despite fierce backlash from black celebrities, including a walkout from Jaden Smith, who cares if Jaden Smith walks out Jaden Smith, you said you wanted to cut your penis off and your mom runs your household and your daddy is present. So I wouldn't have invited you anyway. Uh, Kanye West is not apologizing for his controversial White Lives Matter attire during Paris Fashion Week in France. In fact, the 45-year-old rapper recently doubled down on his criticism of Black Lives Matter in a Tuesday Instagram post. Good job, Kanye. You don't grew the beard out. You gained a little weight. Uh, I love it. His quote, everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. He declared, seemingly referencing the group's multiple million-dollar scandals. Now it's over. You're welcome. The Chicago-born, actually, uh, Kanye was not born in Chicago. He was raised in Chicago, so this article is a little bit wrong. He was born in Atlanta. The Chicago-born rapper was addressing a controversy that began after he done a T-shirt emblazoned with White Lives Matter while staging a surprise Yeezy fashion show that showcased his season nine clothing line. Various models, including Lawrence Hill, 23-year-old daughter, Salem Marley, also hit the runway in shirts. Bearing the slogan, which was created by a white supremacists in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. It has been since labeled a hate so- slogan by the Anti Defamation League. I mean, how? <sighs> if White Lives Matter is labeled a hate slogan, how is Black Lives Matter not labeled a hate slogan? What's with all the separation? What is with when people stop worrying about race and just worry about humanity? This world would be a much better place. Why should one life matter more than the other? Can Asians wear Asian lives matter? And like, this is how it was, and this is how silly. I was telling some of my white friends they look when they were wearing Black Lives Matter shirts during all that George Floyd stuff. I'm like, dude, you look insane. Let the matters of black people settle between black people because black people handle their matters. White people handle their matters. I can't, to me, all lives do matter. Every single life matters. I can't say a black life matter more than a white life, and I can't say a white life matter more than a black life. You might think white lives matter more, but I can't empathize with being white. I'm a black man, period, point blank. And I'm a narcissist, so I think my life matters. That's what Lil Wayne told uh, somebody when they asked him, does black lives matter? My life matters. And, And that's a true statement from a narcissist. I hate the separation because it's not even about race anymore. There's no group of people holding any group of people down in America. If there's any group of people, it is the mainstream media slash government holding down all of us. And they like to keep this racist uh, back and forth going and all this uh, Mexican versus white and Mexican versus black and white versus black and Asian versus they like to keep it going because as we're arguing over this Kanye West t-shirt, they're sending a whole bunch of money over to Ukraine right now. Upwards of $600 million. We've sent billions over there. But hey, let, let, let Kanye's White Lives Matter shirt continue to distract us so we don't worry about important issues. That's what happens. We get these little dumb dumb things they, they they give us like suckers. We we get these little suckers that they throw out there, and then we start licking. it like, oh, this tastes good. Why are they over here running a whole play on us? But let's continue to say uh, that uh, the white lives matter shirt is 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 is, is, is racist and a, it's a white supremacist group and it's a hate slogan. I just want somebody to explain to me, black or white, don't care. Both sides can answer this question. For all I care, if "White Lives Matter" is a hate slogan, how is it possible "Black Lives Matter" is not a hate slogan? I. This is the problem I have with some of my black friends. They think I'm a sellout. They think I'm Uncle Tom. And I'm like, bro, listen to this: Black Lives Matter. Is, is, is a sign of uh, or supposed to be a slogan of anti-oppression or whatever. And then you have White Lives Matter over here. Somebody wears that shirt and now it's a racist slo- like how? Black Lives Matter is supposed to be liberating. White Lives Matter, oh, we're, they're racist. They're a hate group. That's a, that's a hate slogan. I just wanted to make logical sense to me. Uh, I'm still a big fan. Of Kanye, and I like that he keeps stirring up the pot. <sighs> Read the rest of this article. Needless to say, the inflammatory fashion statement sparked a firestorm of backlash from celebrities of color, including Temple University professor Mark Lamont Hill, Jaden Smith, son of Will and Jada Pinkett. I had to dip, lol, tweeted Jaden, after walking out of West Fashion Show in protest. He continued his criticism in a series of follow up tweets. True leaders lead. I don't care who it is. If I don't feel the message, I'm out. Black lives matter. We demand a more progressive future. And that's how you know, especially for him, our kids are too spoiled to say a more progressive future, especially for you, Jaden Smith. What, how much more progressive do you want your dad made millions of dollars and never had to get a callus on his hand. And you are automatically a millionaire. You've put out movies and you, I, I don't, I missed, oh God, man, my is probably rolling over his, he, he he said this a long time ago. He said the world will get soft, boy. That's what he told me. He said the world's going to get real soft. The cure to all of this is hard work. <laughs> you put some calluses on your hand, you won't care about most of this stuff. Kanye West's decision to wear a White Lives Matter shirt is disgusting, dangerous, and irresponsible. Mark Lamont Hill fumed on Twitter. How's it dangerous? Some of y'all will rush to defend him. You should ask yourselves why. Why shouldn't we defend him? Anytime I see something in the news, and this is how I feel, when I see something in the news and it's going one way, I automatically want to go the other way because I'm like, why do they want me to dislike this so why do they want me to like this? They want everybody to love, they want everybody to love those vaccines or Vax. I don't know this video. We'll bleep that out. They want everybody to love that V A X X. I ain't trying to get my YouTube taken down. They want everybody to love that shot. There we go. We'll say that. They want everybody to love that shot. And then as they released the article uh, not too long ago, <laughs> while they put other stuff over our head, saying that the shot has altered women's cycle. But no, <laughs> I don't. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> In response to the outrage, West doubled down on his anti-BLM antics, along with the aforementioned statement the jesus walk singer also posed with conservative pundit candace owens for a photo that showed them wearing matching wlm shirts which also featured uh, which also featured the pope's face on the front both celebs have been outspoken in their criticism of black lives matter which has come under fire after blm leaders allegedly embezzled money from the organization to fund lavish lifestyles last month blm head uh bowers was accused of siphoning more than 10 million in fees from donors to pay his consulting firm black lives matter issued a statement after denying wrongdoing under uh, bowers leadership and the work of bowers consulting blm gnf has charted a path of responsibility the statement read this the exact opposite of what melina abdullah and blm grassroots baseless lawsuit claims Meanwhile, in March, we, we know about all that. we we'll get back to Kanye. They got a whole bunch of nonsense here. So basically, at the end of the day, I like the way that Kanye is showing how hypocritical a lot of people are. You wear a BLM shirt, you accept it, you love, whatever, whatever. But I mean, also, when, when I think of BLM, Nothing like I always say, black lives do matter, but not BLM incorporated. Not the ten ninety nine or whatever whatever they file for their taxes. That does not matter. That corporation does not matter at all. It is it is definitely some swindling stuff going on over there. And when I and because of what's been put into our heads the past two years, and I haven't seen anybody wear White Lives Matter shirts yet until Kanye just did it. BLM, into my head, when I hear it or think of it, is chaos. I associate it with chaos, looting, burning buildings, tearing up cities, doing a whole bunch of stuff, and, and just too much privilege. That's what I associate. Being, there's nothing positive I associate BLM with. I'm sorry. I I just don't. I'm going to go into the next article. Yeah, I don't associate anything positive with BLM, but that's just me. uh, singer, uh Life Jennings, I don't know how many of you know him. He was, he was a dude who had some songs out when I was in uh, high school, and you've all been watching the Jeffrey Dahmer series, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he said that he sung for Jeffrey Dahmer in prison. <laughs> so we'll read the article uh while many in the black community are up in arms over netflix new series about jeffrey dahmer sanger life Jennis is recalling the time he shared in prison with the serial killer uh, i don't know what black people are up in arms about this i saw the documentary many years ago and i've already knew about jeffrey dahmer Uh, Netflix monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, has been receiving strong responses from those who feel like the series romanticizes the American serial killer and sex offender who murdered and dismembered 17 men and boys between 78 and 1991. With the series bringing to light that most of Dahmer's victims were black, there have been mixed reviews on if black people should boycott the series. Oh my God, man. (sighs) This is probably some white woman saying that black people should boycott. I ain't heard one black person say I don't want I don't want to see this. It's always somebody else getting offended for someone else that normally has nothing to do with them. Uh all my black friends especially ones on Facebook, they would be like, "Man, I ain't watching that sick shit." That's it. They don't they don't want to boycott it. Most black people I know don't boycott stuff. That's a, that is the actions and responsibilities of a Karen. Uh, but there's one black R&B singer who actually has fond memories of Dahmer from their time in prison together. That's crazy. Must be nice, singer. Life Jennings took to Instagram over the weekend to share a three-part story recalling his memories with Dahmer. <clears throat> Jennings' real name, Chester Jermaine, happened to be in prison at the same facility as Dahmer in 93 and recalls a serial killer being mesmerized by the singer's voice and asking the same mint conditions hit song, Breaking My Heart. That's, <laughs> that's pretty wild. In a second video, Jennings recall how Dahmer traded things for cigarettes. Like, what? I don't know what it So after telling tell the serial killer that he was a man behind the soulful voice, he recalls Dahmer telling him how much he liked R&B music. The pair had cells right next to each other. When singing the mint condition song request, Jennings says Dahmer showed his approval by banging on his cell. For those who think Jennings is lying to gain clout, the singer told everyone to look at the receipts that prove he and Dahmer were incarcerated in the same prison at the same time. Sadly, Dahmer was probably fantasizing about Jennings given that the serial killer had an affection for black men. He probably was. And, uh, I don't know what he would have did with life. Jennings for any of you who don't know life. Jennings, he is a very large man. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Jeff could have, could have did anything with big life. Jennings there, man. Uh, <laughs> so funny he he enjoyed that uh, in other news uh, a North, a Northern California school cancels football following slave auction prank now this I can't wait to read this one uh, let's see what happens so Yuba City a Yuba City High School has canceled the remainder of its football season after members of the team were filmed enacting a prank in which they appeared to auction off black teammates did the black teammates participate in it? Did they enjoy it with? <sighs> I'm so glad it wasn't like this when I was in high school because we did so much racist stuff and the black dudes were okay with it. We did the football players. They do a lot of gay stuff too, in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, the video shows members of River Valley High School football team seeming to act out a slave auction of their black teammates. <laughs> school district uh, officials reviewed the video on Thursday. Yuba City Unified School District Superintendent Doreen Asumi called the video unacceptable and deeply offensive in a written statement shared with CNN. Now, you canceled the football season. This not just hurts white students. This also hurts black students who could have been relying on football scholarships. So a lot of kids could have needed that free ride. And now you just potentially maybe have taken that chance away. The students involved in the unfortunate and extremely distressing incident were barred from competing the rest of the football season for violating the student athlete code of conduct, Osumi said. Because of this, the varsity football team no longer has enough members to play, and the rest of the season has been forfeited, she said. Reenacting reenacting a slave cell as a prank tells us that we have a great deal of work to do with our students so they can distinguish between intent and impact. The superintendent wrote. they may have thought this kit was funny, but it's not it's unacceptable and requires us to look honestly and deeply at issues of systemic racism If the black kids were laughing and willingly participating i like I. <sighs> Had we, I mean, we had camera phones when I was in high school, but had we been so quick to video everything, a lot of people that you see nowadays would probably be canceled. Because I know we was doing some crazy, bro, we used to, yeah, we used to be doing some crazy stuff. We just didn't put it all on on Facebook and stuff. Uh, Osumi added that some students may face disciplinary consequences as a result of the video and that the school will also implement education, honest, open discussions and instruction around racism. At this time, the district and site administration are working in earnest to identify lessons and programs to help our student body learn from this situation. She went on when students find humor in something that is so deeply offensive. It tells me that we have an opportunity to help them expand their mindset to be more aware, thoughtful and considerate of others. I don't know how I feel about that, man. Let them kids play football, man. Suspend them for a couple of games or whatever. But if majority of the football team participated in it, how you gonna? How you gonna? I don't know, bro. That's wild to me. That's all I can say. That's you're hurting. You're hurting a lot of kids' futures. That's all I want you to know. You're hurting a lot of kids' futures. Uh, now on to more beta male stuff <laughs> uh this is this is a, a very crazy one Sexologist Tamika Wilder opens up about living with boyfriend husband and kids These children are gonna go grow grow up so effed up all of them will have. Colored hair <clears throat> and pronouns. I there's no way a normal kid is gonna come out of this household. A leading a leading uh hold up. Let's see. A B I'ma start it all back over. Cause that was loud. So on to more uh beta male behavior. Uh sexologist Tamika Wilder opens up about living with boyfriend, husband and kids. This is insane. Uh there is no way possible that these kids will come out right. I I just want you to know now. These kids <laughs> These kids will they will be they will be gender neutral and and they will have pronouns and colored hair. And they'll be offended by everything. And I guarantee you they'll have a peanut allergy just from the way they're living. A leading Australian sexologist has opened up about living until recently under the same roof as her husband, their two sons and her boyfriend. On this week's episode of the Parent Kind Podcast, Tamika Wilder, who is based in the Byron Shire, and though her work as a sex coach helps moms who want to reconnect their sensuality, joy, and pleasure, told host Maggie Kelly about what some might view as an unconventional living situation. Yo, B, we we going to have to try to send her a link to get her on through, uh, yeah. This is, I need to talk to her. <laughs> I got to talk to this chick. Um... When I met the father of my two kids, one of the first sentences that came out of my mouth was, yes, I want to be with you, and it won't be just you. The 37-year-old recall. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Brian will put these pictures up, and y'all will see this dude. He looks like Jesse James, and she has one of them bull nose piercings. I mean, it's typical behavior for people who have those type of piercings to have these type of thoughts, and I I can already tell her mindset just by her physicality, the physical appearance. You anytime you see those those bull piercings, you're like, "Oh, here we go. We already know what this is." Uh I was very clear from the beginning of our relationship that I had polyamorous or open relating values, and that was something that was a non-negotiable in terms of my relating style. And so that kind of flung us into a whole world of not fully understanding what that meant at the time, and, it's, and it really seemed like the more freedom and agility we gave each other, the closer and closer we became. If you're gonna have your boyfriend living there, I'm gonna have my girlfriend living there, period, point blank. There's no way you're gonna have some other penis in this house and I not have other vagina. There, you, you are not about to make me watch these kids or bathe them while you over there getting your back pounded out. No way possible. No way. I'm not going for it. (laughs) I don't care how good your sex is. I don't care how much you lack a gag reflex. It's not happening. These are non-negotiables at Lucas Maynard. That's what I'm going to call my house. Lucas Maynard. These are non-negotiables at Lucas Maynard. If you have a boyfriend living with us, I'm going to have a girlfriend living with us and I'm going to have multiple girls that look better than you to let you know that I can do better than you. So you want to play games? I play them much better. After the birth of her and Harry's two sons, and I would not have got this chick pregnant. I would have had fun with her. I would have had fun with her, but there's, I would have, there's no way I would, have. I would have been like, girl, you got to go on the IUD. Uh, after the birth of her and Harry's two sons and almost 11 years of being together in that way, Tamika met Rob at a 2018 festival in Northern Australia. I met this person who's my partner now, and I came back home to the father of my kids, and I told him all about this person that I met. And I said, I'm not willing to not see this person again. There's something there with us, and it's a thread that I want to follow. Imagine you laying in your bed, ready to get your pecker licked, and she come in talking about this probably younger and much more better-looking man that she just met at this festival And how she's about to open her legs and receive him the same way that she receives you. And go to the bathroom and shower up after he's dumped a load in her. Get out of here. (laughs) And so Rob and I kept relating long distance for a while. And then he eventually moved down to Melbourne and into our family home. Beta. (laughs) Beta. Tamika made clear that it didn't happen overnight. I don't care if it took 20 years. Describing Rob's transition into the household as a gradual process. I think we actually hung out with the kids once or twice on our own, and then the two dads hung out on their own. What? I'm scared of whatever she got between her legs to get her two dudes to... (laughs) She might got that fire. Something wow I think we actually hung out with the kids once or twice on our own and then the two dads hung out on their own and then it would be all five of us and we just kind of stepped in it gradually you letting this other dude hang with your children it was also important she explained that she Rob and Harry have lots of conversations yeah mate so you're there banging my wife can you take it easy on her I want some tonight too mate I want to get a little bit tonight, so don't don't give it too much, all right, buddy? Just like halfway, halfway, halfway. Is that the conversation y'all had? Like, what are you? The communication and the open relating piece is huge. A lot of people find it quite exhausting, and you've got to be really on top of it, making sure that you're digging into unsaids and really speaking to what your needs are or that you're not overriding your boundaries and really taking care of yourself and each other. It's a lot. If I'm your husband and you move your boyfriend in, he's paying all the rent. or he's at least paying my half i ain't paying nothing it'll be you and him and he paying for daycare and he dropping these kids off at school soccer practice and all that good stuff i ain't doing i ain't doing nothing tamika said that during the time all five of them were under the same roof the house took on a life of its own it's just the same as a regular relationship but with extra people there were some days we look at each other like oh my god this is awesome she said That that might be a night where we're making Mexican and the kids are happy and we're having friends over and we're just grooving all together. And then there's other days we're like, what the are we doing? This is hard. I mean, I have no friends who would come to my house and see me making taco shells with another man and one more woman and think this is cool. They'd be like, David, what the hell is wrong with you? Thought you were better than that. The kids, loving having, the kids loved having two father figures. Actually, it was like three parents to two kids, which is amazing. Now, like you can imagine having an extra. Someone's playing with them. Someone's finishing up their work and someone's cooking dinner. So what happens when the boyfriend wants to get you pregnant? That's what I want to know. The boyfriend gets you pregnant. What What happens then? Because I believe in America, if I'm not mistaken, if a woman gets pregnant while she's married, I think the husband, if he don't leave her, is like financially responsible for that baby or something. Right. You're going to really be a cuck when you got to take care of that baby. You got to listen because the boyfriend probably live in his own room. So you got to hear her talking about how her feet swole and her, her nipples sensitive and she can't smell certain stuff. And this cologne is bothering her while the boyfriend over there, man, doing what he want to do. it's important to note of course that she rob and harry were not a thruple it was tamika having two relationships with two separate men simultaneously (laughs) she she not only is a pimp she's disrespectfully pimping these boys we're not a thruple i had two separate relationships both of my men live under the same roof after living all together through Melbourne's almost two years of lockdowns, however, she knew that something had to change. There's no crescendo. There's no moment where it was like, this is the icing on the cake. I just knew that I wanted, I wanted to continue living in my rela- relational values. So it was like when something difficult comes up, I either navigate that or I stop being in this type of relationship, Tamika said. And my choice was always to navigate, to always weather the storm, to always up-level again and get better at how we were doing it. There were times when the family and the relationship and the intimacy and the friendship and the flow and connection and conversation inside of the family unit was far more important and prioritized over other times or other people or other things. And then there were other times where I would have a relationship with my boyfriend, but then I also would want, er- I would also want erotic connection or sexual connection with another couple of people. And that was for me. Maybe I wanted to have a certain type of kink play with a certain type of people a certain type of person that I know could give me something. And then I would go on dates with the woman if I wanted a certain type of something. So there's all different types of connect. There's all different types of connection to navigate. And yes, it can be hard to juggle. So she sounds like a hoe that got married. And these dumb men allowed her to continue to have her little rendezvous while having both of them in the house and split rent or whatever they did. Ultimately, she moved with her two sons up to the Byron Shire where they now live together with Rob. So the husband's out of the situation. So she kicked the husband out. She lives with Rob only. See what I'm saying? We just changed the configuration. We've changed the living configuration, she said. And the boy's dad is here like all the time. We are really... Close friends. My boyfriend and the boy's dad. They hang out and go for walks and give each other hugs. How gay is this? Bro, she cold-blooded. Oh, my God. I wish. (laughs) Wow. Man, please. That's all I got to say. All right, we're going to get into some Dear Davids now, y'all. wow all right time to get into some dear david's after listening to that crazy ass lady kick her husband out and continue to live her life with her boyfriend hey this is ben from georgia hey bro long time fan been watching you on roast me and since the beginning of kill tony keep it up big dog I was hoping you can give me some advice. For the last couple of years, I've had a medical condition that has caused me to need to run to the bathroom very quickly, sometimes several times a day. Long story short, one day at work, I accidentally shipped my shorts in front of half the shop crew while we were all in the break room. They all noticed, and to make things 1,000% worse, I got emotional and started crying. You are a punk. Fast forward to now, guys in the shop don't call me by my name. They call me names like Titty Boy. I'm Big Boned or Benny Big Rack or... Shitty or dookie drawers. It's gotten so bad that they'll even do it in front of customers and the boss has gotten in on it too. Should I just quit or go work somewhere else? I really did like working there, but a guy can only be called old pissy eyes or bitch tits so many times before he says F it. How can I fight back in a funny way? Uh, Pick them apart. There's something about all of these guys. Call them a grease monkey. I don't know. Call them anything. Like just Take their appearances and relate it to some type of animals. Do it. Or just pick up you work at a shop, pick up a damn tool and go upside one of their head. I bet they'll stop calling you nicknames then. <laughs> no, don't do that. I don't want you to get in any trouble. But uh yeah, man. I need to maybe start a roasting a roasting class. How many people put in the comments if I did like a roasting class, uh like a tutorial, like on uh I don't know how we would do it. Maybe, you know. Yeah, so. So Brian just said, maybe we could do a weekly uh, masterclass roast something and charge, you know, of course, man, you know, people got to eat and live and help people because. I need more time to explain how I roast and how I think you can be an efficient roaster is to me, it's pretty simple, man. It's like painting a picture. If you can, if you can, if you're, if, if it's easy for you to to describe a picture that you've seen once, like it's like this, describe a lion without somebody knowing what a lion is. So give details how it looks and relate it to something else that they would know. And then, you know, add a few other words in there i'll break i'll break down yeah we're gonna start we're gonna try to do a master class i'll break down you know uh a lot of me and tony's roasting and i'll show you about like counter punching i'm more of like a counter puncher a quick jab you know something or how you can just get somebody stuck man you know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an art form to roasting Hey B, can you uh add one more in there just so we can have three? All right. So the next uh dear David is from Tegan. He didn't tell me where he's located. Uh I write songs in my free time and want to know if I should start taking it seriously by investing two thousand into a home studio. I would take it would take me about ten months to be ready with the money if you have spare time to listen to my demo. Uh is Maglore M A G L O R I E no compliance on sign, SoundCloud uh so y'all go watch that uh or listen to it uh, I'm going to try to listen to it as well but yes you should always invest in yourself man um why not invest in yourself when in life we invest in everyone else we invest in these brands we invest in you know technology cars and even working at a job that's investing into somebody else's dream So, I mean, what is $2,000 to put into your own, uh, self? I say, do it, bro. Uh, because if you don't believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. That's one thing about working for yourself and investing into yourself. You, you have to believe it. So take your attitude from should I, to I am, I'm about to invest in myself. I'm almost there. I'm halfway there. Uh, let me know how it goes. Uh, let me know about your progress, uh, I really like to support people, man. Um, all right, man. So we have another Dear David from from Samantha. She's 24 in New Mexico. Dear David, my boyfriend and I love watching Kill Tony. Thank you for your comedy. Recently, my boyfriend has said he wants to get in stand-up after being a fan of the show. The only problem, he's not funny. I can tell he's not very good, and his jokes don't even make me laugh. I love him so much, but I don't know what to do here. I want him to be happy. But I don't think comedy is for him. How do I break the news to him without breaking his heart? Uh, this could be a very true statement. But also, I want to say a lot of people are not funny when they first start out. I mean, you can see the comedic ability. Uh, you know, comedians do have the ability to captivate and capture people's attention. Uh, sometimes not all about the jokes. But, I mean, he could be funny. You got to give it. And see, that's the, the 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 crazy thing about comedy. It takes a few years to know if it's for you. But, I mean, you know in your heart if it's for you. And I really feel that if he if he's honest with himself and he continues to stay on stage, he'll know if it's for him. Um, if you don't feel like it's for him, do, you know, I don't know how old he is. And I don't know how serious he is. And I don't know what the scene is like in New Mexico. And you should tell him, like, baby, you know, if you really want to take this serious, maybe we should move to L.A. or New York or Austin or somewhere where you can have eyes on you and be around other good comics so that you know you can have a fire under you to want to do better um but yeah that's pretty much all you can say i mean if you don't feel like it's for him um i, I will not support your man's dreams until it doesn't make sense you know like if you support him for five years and you don't see any progress then of course be like babe this 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 might not be for you let's be honest here boo. you you haven't progress any in five years. So what are we doing? So yeah, just try that out. Uh I mean you guys are still fairly young, 24. I mean he I say in give it if he really wants to do it, I say give it a year. He should be able to at least have a decent five minutes in a year. Like we're like, oh this this guy has potential. Um, so give it a year and, and if he works his ass off and you know watch youtube videos and you know pays attention when he's at comedy shows then you might have something there Um, i think that's the best advice i can give there because i never want to tell somebody not to try something because you could be the next great bro honestly um but yeah that's the end of dear david's that's all we have for this week make sure you send your dear david's in to book David Lucas at gmail.com. That's book, B O O K, David Lucas at gmail.com. Uh, I love all of y'all. Thank y'all for watching another episode of Fake News. Uh, make sure you continue to check the website. Those tour dates will be getting updated soon. Working on my schedule for next year, man. I'm coming to a lot of cities next year, bro. A lot, a lot of cities um you know if you have a comedy club in your area kind of shout it out put a put a bug in their ear uh if you want me there uh i'll be in canada soon bro i'll be in canada in november it's gonna be cold as hell can't wait and then i'm in tampa in december at uh side splitters great club we yeah it's a great club that's all i can say it's a very very great club all right so uh, appreciate all of y'all y'all be easy peace